acted like everything was just a joke. But yet so many of them were working from home. The newest finance manager, she was working from home. And the human resource girl was working from home. There was a couple other people that actually, they got it as well. They started badgering them and calling them and saying, we didn't get your report from the emergency room saying you were positive. It's been seven days. You need to come back to work. Like this one lady called me in tears. I said, you call your Department of Health nurse and you call her now. I said, tell them they're harassing you. They're not supposed to come near you. You're quarantined because you have it. And I said, if she doesn't answer you, you keep calling. And um, they were going to send somebody to her house to check on her and to get her doctor's note. And finally, she got through to her Department of Health nurse. And she said, no, you tell them this is harassment and we have a sheriff on standby if they keep this up. Connie Helker claims to be the first employee who tested positive for COVID-19 at the Ontario Centre for Rehabilitation and Healthcare, earning the nickname COVID Connie among some of her peers. As the front desk receptionist and a housekeeper, Connie cared about her safety and well-being as someone who's immune compromised and encountered cancers on three separate occasions. She chose to leave and became chastised for her decisions by Ontario Centre, as a statement from Centre's Healthcare Director of Corporate Communications, Jeff Jacomowitz, suggests, which led to her forced termination. Quote, Ms. Helker was made aware of the 14-day quarantine period after being tested positive for COVID-19, but failed to return to work upon completion of the 14 days, thus leading to her termination. Ms. Helker took it upon herself to be a permanent no-show, and at the same time, she was never badgered to return to work by any of the staff at Ontario Centre. End quote. I'm Gabriel Pachazio, Finger Lakes One News, and this is The Daily Debrief. And on this edition, we ask, Was Connie pressured to return to Ontario Centre after contracting COVID-19? Connie believes that despite Jacomowitz's press statement in response to our preliminary investigation of the Ontario Centre, the badgering was undeniably real. And as Connie previously mentioned, she was not the only one who felt pressured from Ontario Centre staff and personnel to return back to work sooner than they maybe should. I ended up being the first one employee-wise to test positive. Well, a girl had gone out before me had gone to Thompson, but they hadn't tested her for it. And then she eventually drove herself to the Clifton Springs Clinic and then tested positive. And this same girl, um, which is a sister, there's a whole lot of them that are related there. She ended up going back too soon. She went back a week before me, and she looked like death. And I said, you shouldn't have come back. And she ended up going out for two emergency hernia surgeries and couldn't get sedated because she tested positive again for COVID. Her Department of Health nurse released her, but she came back and I go, you don't look good. You don't look like you should have come back yet. And she goes, yeah, I don't feel good. Even though Connie did not need to explain herself or her lengthy track history of prior health complications to questioning HR or anyone else for that matter, in order to justify her brief leave of absence after slowly recovering from COVID-19. Clearly, the Ontario Centre for Rehabilitation and Healthcare blatantly did not care, not only about her as an employee, but even as a human with inherent dignity, as well as the extenuating circumstances that clouded her personal situation and the decision to not return back to Ontario Centre, which is leading the total death count in Ontario County at this time. 
rather than acting rationally by meeting her halfway or simply even allowing her to sit out her occupational responsibilities until the pandemic subsided. After all, she did contract COVID-19 at their facility. Instead, their solution was simple, handing her the pink slip. Or in this instance, a letter mailed to her dated three days after her final date of employment following the 26th of April, after she decided to once again risk it all, a short nine days after being cleared of COVID-19, to serve the center and those who call it their home. They're so disorganized, and I'm OCD. I wasn't cleared by the emergency room till Friday the 17th, but the Department of Health nurse over-trumped what they said, my doctor said, because then I was under her care. Because they started badgering me when I was coming back then. I said, I have to have a note from my Department of Health nurse because she overrides everything else anybody says. I said, I can't come back until I get that note. Okay. I said, so then they start texting me every day. Did you get the note in the mail? And I said, no, not yet. And they started texting me, well, okay, well, we need somebody here from 5 in the morning till 10 at night. And I said, I cannot do a whole long day like that. My Department of Health nurse said for me to come back lowly because I had it so bad. I said, I've had three cancers and I have two autoimmune problems. I can't afford to get this again. I said to her, I'll come in and I'll work 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., but I'm not working more than that for the first day. And she's like, okay, great. Then a day later, oh, well, never mind. You don't have to come in at all. I, I didn't know they had got coverage for the entire day and night. I went back one weekend at the front desk, and I had already told them that I wasn't coming back to housekeeping till this was over. And then my following next weekend, I was supposed to be there. I texted them at the beginning of the week, the other girl, and I said, am I still working this weekend? Because they do everything so shady there. I mean, unethical things, immoral things. And she said, no. They ended up sending me a letter saying they were volunteer. I was voluntarily terminating myself because I wouldn't come back to housekeeping because of that. They were just mad because I wouldn't go back to housekeeping. It sounds like there was no oversight or guidance at all for staff like yourself. No, and it was constantly changing, you know. Oh, you got to wear this, put it in a Ziploc bag, and keep on wearing it for short. And I'm like, if it's sweaty and soiled, I'm not going to keep wearing it. Well, then then it was different. Then you put it in a brown paper bag. So essentially the facial mask? Yeah. Yeah. They only gave you one mask for like two weeks in a plastic bag? Yeah. Trying to find them was like digging for gold. And when I went back that one weekend, I wore my own mask in, and I was like, do we have any masks? Put it at the front desk. And I went up there, and one of the nurses at the, one of the stations said, no, we only have one box to share between both floors. So look for the nurse's rolling cart. I couldn't find one mask. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? That was the end of April. You know, all these sweet people that I just adored. So many people had quit. A whole bunch of us were out there. And I said, no, you cannot go back. I said, this is why going like wildfire through this place and killing people. They have no no morals when it comes to loss of life. It was like it was just another, you know, a body or something. And that's what is just so wrong. I'm Gabriel Petrazio. Finger Lakes One News. That's all for today. The Daily Debrief is our show about the stories that shape life as we know it. New episodes are published Monday through Friday on fingerlinks1.com. It's hosted by me, Gabriel Petrazio, and Josh Durso. 
You can find the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as several other platforms. Visit fingerlakes1.com forward slash daily to see the links to all previous programs. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.